0: Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Mazouz and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry. So those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz and today, just had a sip of water, <laughs> I'm joined by um, Hannah Jarvis who is um, one of the co-founders of Haptic Recruit.
1: Hello.
0: Thank you so much for joining me. Of course, thank you very much. You must feel like a pro now, now you've got your own podcast. Uh,
1: nah, not really. Nah. nah.
0: nah. All right, we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, look, thank you for joining me. Um, as you know, where I always, always like to start.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How the hell did you get into recruitment, Hannah Jarvis? What happened? The
1: golden Age question. So, I actually did law at uni. Really? Uh, yeah, did law. I didn't find out very quickly I did not want to be a lawyer. Like, after the first seminar. Really? Yeah, just, like, stuck with, like, a lot of statue. I don't even like reading. It was just, like... I-
0: Who pushed you down that route, then? Your parents?
1: Yeah, but I also kind of looked at it as, like, the golden gates, you know? Yeah. I grew up in, like, a very middle-class area, and I was like, oh, why don't I be a lawyer and move to the city and et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't always work out that way. So I didn't really want to go down the corporate ladder, having to say certain things to get somewhere or having to yeah. do certain things. So, Yep. Yeah. Persevered for three years anyway, got the degree, moved back home, managed a children's therapy centre for like a year. Really? Which is a bit random, yeah. Then my friends were moving to London, so I just kind of like jumped in. Mm-hmm.
0: Where, Mo- so where, was you born, where did you grow up?
1: Tunbridge Wells.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, from Royal East- Tunbridge Wells. I'm from Eastbourne. Oh, yeah. Royal Tunbridge Wells. Royal Tunbridge Wells. Yeah, yeah. yeah t- Tunbridge Wells is alright, isn't it? It's alright. Yeah, there's, it's there's, right. there's, it has quite a dodgy part. quite a middle past. class, twatish yeah, yeah, yeah. bubble. Yeah, 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 basically. But
1: it's alright. Um... So, yeah, so I moved to London and I found myself in a pyramid scheme. Okay. Yeah, it was like, basically imagine clipboard, lanyard, standing on the streets of London trying to sell credit cards to people. Really? Yes.
0: Oh, decent. Hardcore
1: sales. That wow. Was, it was not decent. <laughs> I got a doner kebab in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting month of my life. It oh genuinely my God. felt like I did it for a so year. So did you,
0: did you know it was that or was it sold as a marketing executive job?
1: Considering I'm a salesman, I could be sold to very easily. Really? Went in and this woman, she was like, right, okay, we're going to do this. Bish, bash, bash. Blah, blah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, sounds great. Sign me up. Nah. Really? I uh, did it for a month and I hate not being good at something. Whereabouts so in London I, was it? Uh, it was based in Angel, but we went to like, all oh, like the edge, oh edge, edge of London. Um, yeah, I, always, I, always,
0: I always give time to uh, people that doing that because i just think i just have so much respect for really? it really but and then i'll and then I'll, i don't i don't they, they don't close me because i'm just giving them some time because yeah, no one speaks to them
1: most of the people that do it like trying to sign you up for charities which is a good thing yeah not trying to get your credit rating and take <laughs> all your money and fuck you over for the rest of your life so Fair yeah enough. that must have been hard yeah it was uh not in keeping with my moral compass okay um so i kind of thought what the hell should i do next once, to Karen, obviously living in London. My brother was in recruitment. Okay. He was in recruitment for like seven years by that point. Oh, wow. Yeah, moved his way up from like consultant to manager. I think he had like a team of 15 or something. Yeah. He was like, don't do it. But I was like, fuck you, I don't am going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I interviewed probably at like 15, maybe 20 recruitment companies. Really? And I got through to the final stage every time, but I never got an offer. Why was that? I don't know.
0: They're not giving you been the feedback. About-
1: they I think basically I think when you want to hire a grad you want someone that's slightly and somewhat moldable that you can kind of put in a box and be like follow these processes and do that. Yeah yeah. And I just don't You're not think that I, I'm just not that person. I'm not I'm not in <laughs> you that
0: You definitely box. don't strike me as that person. No. So <laughs> okay. and
1: I'm not I don't want to bring the gender thing into it but okay. all of the people that interviewed me were, were like old white men. Okay. And I remember, them, I remember, like, one of the CEOs, he was mental. He was like, tell me why you're different to every other person out there. Like, literally, like, crawling across the table, like, losing Mouth. his mind. Yeah. Um, and the first woman that interviewed me, like, offered me on the spot. Really? Yeah. And then I found out about Eurostaff staff through my brother, because it's, like, a sister company okay. under their umbrella group. Interviewed at Eurostaff, And by that point, I think I was just like fuck it I was let's just, go yeah just like calmed down a bit i think and i was like yeah, yeah let's do this so yeah they offered me and I, and I joined
0: what did you learn through that process then besides obviously that there's a lot of men in recruitment and you're not this moldable person but like how so how are these people selling you recruitment like was, so you obviously had to persevere for that because that's a lot of rejection right
1: yeah obviously you've just it been on difficult. the
0: month of the streets getting done and kebabs in your face yeah. and then you're getting rejected 20 yeah. times on the yeah. trot yeah so Again, what made you yeah. want to still get on to, get into, did it sound interesting to you
1: because I probably, by that point, had a very sizable chip on my shoulder. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, you have yeah. a point to prove. I've got
1: four brothers, so I've always been competitive. Really? Yeah. Uh, so by that point, I was like, fuck them. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do this and I'm going to do it well. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah.
0: But how did they sell recruitment to you then, like? How
1: did what they sell? What was the sales
0: pitch, yeah? How do they sell it to
1: um, you? Like, have autonomy. It's like building your own business within a business. Yeah. Uh, I liked the idea of working in, like, the Nordic markets. Okay. That was, like, the unknown. Um, yeah, I really like my manager. Okay. My manager, funny enough, was like very, very process driven. Mm. So I think because he was one extreme and I was the other, we kind of just like, we somehow found a middle ground. Yeah.
0: So that the, obviously, I know obviously there was loads of interviews by the time you decided to do on your own stuff. Mm-hmm. But was there anything that you sort of recognised that you're like, you know, actually, I really like this company? Was it the... Did it you, was the
1: Nordic market. Was it? That what what interested you about that? Uh, It was the unknown, wasn't it?
0: What do you mean? It was the
1: unknown. Like I didn't even, I'd never even been to Sweden. Okay. And I was suddenly just like working in working in Stockholm.
0: Oh, what you worked there? You worked? No,
1: no. I worked in the in the Swedish oh, market. Okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. Cool. So you really like the idea of that?
1: Yeah, I thought okay. that was cool. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. And
1: like the industries, so, like tech, gaming, mm. both seem pretty cool. I didn't know anything about those industries, so again, I had the opportunity to learn that.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. So um, what I was going to say? So, and then you went into the gaming industry from from day one or not
1: um, I, th- I most did like mostly tech uh, my manager one of his main clients was King I don't know who they are developers of Candy Crush okay so that was one of the first placements I did All oh, right. It was like a lead designer at King okay so that's how I like found out more about the industry and then it kind of just like and you snowballed from, from there, from there yeah.
0: okay so how were, uh, how, were you, how long was you at your staff
1: like I want to say two years but I don't even think it was two years like over one and a half years really yeah
0: what went on in the first year
1: uh a lot. Uh did quite well in terms of billing. Um what did you bill? I was told well, I don't really have any comparison, do I? I think I did like two twenty. Okay. Which wasn't yeah.
0: Definitely decent, which decent, better than me.
1: Yeah. As you know. What was, your, what was yours again, Tim? You just want
0: me to say it what again. Twenty four K. Yeah. <laughs> um No, that's
1: yeah.
0: that's definitely good for your first year for sure. as you said, in the market that you never you didn't know anything yeah. about. In um I think I've got a message today actually from a... I always ask people if they want want me to go over certain topics with people. Yeah. And this guy messaged me today saying um, uh, about... Talking about resilience, which you always do, but particularly around people recruiting into the EU markets because that's what he does and people around him are finding it, like, really tough. Really? Why is that? I don't know. He just told me that it'd be interesting to speak to people that are recruiting into the EU markets and the challenges that come with that and those things. But... What I was going to say was the fact that you wasn't recruiting in the UK market as well and all that. So there's a lot of challenges in that and a lot of unknowns. So that's definitely well played.
1: But I didn't know any different. True. Do you know what I mean? I didn't, that's very true. I didn't start in the UK market and have those very yeah, like hard-selling like yeah, yeah. recruitment style. I just went straight into the naughty markets. So you, you have to adapt to the culture you're in. Mm. That's, one of, that's probably the main piece of advice I would give. Really? Yeah. Like okay. Swedish people and the way that they work and what they want from someone and... Like everything else is completely different
0: mm. to. So, so, so was you just in the Swedish markets, and/or was that what? just so, Stockholm.
1: Just Stockholm.
0: Stock mm-hmm. That's all we did in the first year.
1: The whole time.
0: Oh, the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, let's break down that first year a bit then. Like what? So obviously you build well so w- did you dive straight into like 360 was you did you get given the phone get some clients or like what um, how was it structured i
1: think i did a couple of deliveries but i was i think i went on a client visit in my second week really so i went to stockholm my second week really? and I was kind of just thrown in the deep end yeah because my manager was going anyway so he was like come with so i was already meeting clients you've got, my got that
0: swedish look as well have i yeah you've got that sort of blonde hair blonde
1: hair's not natural
0: all oh, right yeah maybe not it's then it's fake
1: swedish <laughs> 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 okay cool alive. so you literally
0: mm-hmm. like just straight in the deep end start meeting so to be fair actually i think i met a client in the first couple of weeks it's decent to get an idea of to the businesses that you're helping and those things yeah um i'm
1: an overthinker so if you left it any longer i would have been like i like that he just kind of threw me the really? deep end okay yeah. cool
0: so okay so was you, did you, so was you BDN in quite early on then?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't exactly remember when I first got my client, but from quite early on. I liked being thrix, thrix, thrixty, 360. 360, I liked having like the control yeah, yeah, over yeah, the yeah. whole process. Did so.
0: you do anything um, to learn about the market that you didn't know anything about besides... Like, how did you dive into getting sort of acquiring the right knowledge?
1: Um, YouTube videos are a good place to start. Uh, just research, really. I think we had to do a presentation on our market pretty oh, early really? on, so it forced me to do like research okay. and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. If people don't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that helped. And then um, obviously, a lot of people say it's sort of speaking to candidates and stuff. In that- speaking to
1: candidates, I think people are scared to ask questions. Mm. They like. You don't know anything about this industry. You're never going to know as much about the industry as the person you're speaking to, the candidate you're speaking to. So you can just say that. I remember just being like, "Look, I'm sorry, I, I'm not honest. a designer. Can you break that down? Can you explain that for me?" Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Cool. How uh, how did you find business development then? Because that's always a topic that people like me talk about because that, yeah. that's difficult, right?
1: It's it's a good. It's an interesting one. Um, Do you just smash again? The yeah, you smash the phones, but. The biggest piece of advice I would give is creative writing. Like, Elaborate. sounds bizarre, right? right? Like, we've, we do it in our training in Haptic now. We actually, like, have, like, massive creative writing, like, brainstorming sessions. Because if you think about it, you've got two, you've got three ways you can get new clients. You've got, on a four, networking, conferences, et cetera, referrals from current clients or candidates. You've got uh, the phone, just, like, phoning, or you've got, like, cold messaging, cold emailing, cold messaging on LinkedIn, now personal just, brand. Exactly, personal <laughs> yeah, brand. Yeah, go on, go on. Buzzwords. Um, to separate yourself, you don't. They're just going to delete all those emails that come into the inbox that are like, "I've come across your company and yeah, I've classic. seen you've got some open roles." Oh, I've,
0: wrote, I've written so many of those.
1: Yeah, exactly. Jesus they're Christ. bullshit. They're just going to get deleted. Yeah, so yeah. I think thinking outside the box in terms of your cold messaging approach, being a bit weird, being a bit crazy is the way to go it gets
0: give me some examples because we had a few of these i don't want week. to give
1: away too many secrets <laughs> well come it. on come on okay okay i well, was
0: to give to give you some context so i had um a lady called alicia teagle yeah um and she's taught she'd spoke uh, exactly about this where mm-hmm. she was like look i encourage my consultants now to be authentic be unique stand out what Use you're talking your about yeah exactly um what you're talking about so she was like you know what I'm going to start sending out some um, peculiar messages so I stand out. So she shared this story about um, basically, she sent an email to a business that she'd been trying to get mm. um, in with for ages, or just the decision maker, just a picture of a white rhino. Yeah. Like just subject, rhino. And then he came back and was like, Why are you sending me this? She was like, Have you ever seen one of these before? He's like, No. And then when she replied, She was like, Have you ever seen one of these before? And it was a candidate. Uh, that's
1: good. <laughs> so, like, I like yeah, that.
0: yeah. So, like, what? So, talk to me about some some okay, stories around I'll, that. I'll then. give
1: you one example. Go on. Um, something called haptic bingo.
0: Haptic bingo.
1: Bingo, yeah. Okay. So, we, we went on, what is it, moo.com or something? We made our own bingo card. Really? So, yeah. And we basically it's taking the piss out of the classic recruitment terms Mm. so you know gonna create some urgency or whatever it is please find enclosed whatever your perfect candidate or whatever it is and then you have all those classic terms on the bingo card and then i kind of like attach it or you can send it in the post and you can be like i promise if we like when we have a phone call i will not use any of these terms (laughs) <laughs> and then you literally sit there, and if you do, Smart. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. And did you do that kind of stuff in Eurostaff? Like, no. quite early on? Oh, so...
1: I remember in my second... Yeah, but I always had those ideas. I was always the one, like, okay, great, this is a way to do something, but why the hell aren't we doing it differently? Like, yeah, so you was always open-minded
0: else? to, like, how can we yeah. do it differently? Yeah. So when you was at Eurostaff then, was you just relying on the, tr- the traditional methods to crack on and bd and get clients
1: with a sprinkle with a sprinkling of myself
0: really yeah so how do you try and stand out through that then because that, that's obviously the challenge right what you're talking yeah. about you have the luxury of doing that now because you have your own business um but there's gonna be people listening that may be open to this and they're like jesus christ this is getting really difficult now and i do want to try different things you but do need
1: to stand out it's just so saturated that's what you? i mean it's so like, like, 8, like so how did you equipment. go
0: about that in euro staff then
1: so i think in like my second week in euro staff might be in i don't know my third whatever i just made a meetup group in stockholm really yeah i was like why aren't we doing meetups why aren't we doing events like i would love to like a vr and ar because it's when vr was huge loads of money was getting pumped into it i was like why aren't we doing like events for candidates or just in general um so i made a meetup group and they told me not to they were like no hannah we need to wait we need to get authority whatever like approval I just did it and we got like 300 members in like 24 really? hours yeah and I was I remember having to go to like Glenn who was our head of marketing there and he was like Hannah should have done that but now we can't go back and now we're gonna have to do it Class. yeah it got like a thousand members really it's like the second biggest VR that's awesome in, yes and we start doing events and stuff like that
0: okay so I guess what you're saying there is just just be willing to do it and, and see what happens right? Just don't
1: overthink it just do it
0: mm, okay Yeah. let's talk a bit about because I think um, look the, I think it's like a lot of people are going into if not already there's a lot of businesses that have been um, trading in the eu markets for a while,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but obviously, I think it 's safe to say that there's a lot of recruitment businesses that are looking at eu markets u s markets mm-hmm. et cetera so let 's talk about because you said that you had to adapt to what what they're what they 're like right so let 's talk a bit about that because there will be people listening that may have to go into straight into eu markets or looking to expand into eu markets so what what did you learn through that journey like what What were the different nuances? That you had to learn and sort of adapt to, from a client and candidate perspective.
1: Um, I think again, it's more about because recruitment has been established in the UK for so long. There's always the, there's already huge stigmas and huge kind of expectations about how you should behave. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get away with doing like the more hard sell. And everything else in the UK markets, people are just used to it. Yeah. But in in other European markets, like the Nordic market, you can't do that. People just don't appreciate it. Really.
0: What if you're trying yeah. to push them down the certain path and push
1: them down a certain path, like cold calling them, like all hours of the day. Really. Uh, yeah. Like just be. You need to be much more personal, personable in your approach. Okay. That's what I. One really? of the Main ones, yeah.
0: So so you're talk, so you're talking when you did get free to someone. You've got a sort of yeah. You've got to approach it in the right way so you don't rub them up the wrong way. Basically, yeah,
1: okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it's ridiculous how many people I've known who've had like massive personalities and then they suddenly pick up the phone to a candidate and they just turn into like a recruitment robot. Yeah, really, that like, professional.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. Mm.
1: Like if you've got a big personality, this is like a people market. Use mm. it. It's yeah, going to yeah. get you places.
0: Okay. And was there any was um was there any like like how did they was there a perception of speaking to Hannah who's like this UK girl in London, like and they were in like Sweden? Like how did these people take take that? Um Like was they, was it was it sort of was there any challenges around that they were dealing with a UK recruiter or was it pretty sweet?
1: That wasn't actually, no. Was it not? No. Because you're bringing... if you can bring all of the best bits of UK recruitment, like the really good headhunting yeah, yeah. skills, etc., but then uh be as like personable and everything else as their local recruitment firms and honest and just like yourself then you've got the perfect combination
0: cool did you meet your candidates or clients yeah like, how did, oh really which do you, like, did you do video calls then? all
1: no i used to go there like probably once every six weeks really yeah
0: well then you just like do loads of meetings
1: yeah back to back
0: decent yeah that's good so you know sweden quite well
1: stockholm stockholm never been outside yeah really yeah
0: oh, that's quite cool so, um, anything else that went on in that, that, that first year that's worth sharing or talking about?
1: Uh, no, I think, like I say, the event Was it all perm that you did? All perm, yeah. Really? Not... I don't think I made for contract. Why? I just... I, I feel like I'm screwing someone over <laughs> with contract. <laughs> in what way? Like, because you're lying. You have to not, from what I gather, you have to basically lie about the kind of salary... So you're selling... Oh, because
0: you add on top. Yeah, yeah the yeah. add-on. Yeah.
1: I just like, yeah, give me a pound. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I'm, I can't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I can't do it.
0: Okay. So so after Eurostuff, you set up Haptic?
1: Yeah. yeah. Had a, a company in between. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but that unfortunately didn't work out. So yeah, we set up Haptic in November.
0: November last year. hmm So how the hell... Like, because a lot of people will listen to this and think, well, Hannah's done recruitment for, what, 18 months? Yeah. Now she's got her own agency. She's doing it with her brother who told her not to get into recruitment. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Your, obviously, your brother, by this point, must have, like, what, a decade of experience?
1: Uh, Yeah. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, obviously, look, experience helps, but it doesn't mean that you can't deliver for, for the, your um, candidates and clients, right? But was that, how the hell did that happen? Like, what, do you know what I mean? How, did you, have you always wanted to have your own business? Or no?
1: Yeah, 50% balls. I really? think most people could do it. It's it's just having the balls to do it. Really? Yeah, it's just about taking the... Like, jumping in the deep end and, and sinking of things. Was, it, it's was this
0: like... It. Was it something that your brother had always wanted to do as well? Cause like,
1: yeah, but my brother's not as much of a risk taker as me. So what I need to... Do, did you have to sell him then? Yeah, I need to be like, we're doing this. Let's. Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. He's, like, very good at the... Like day-to-day, like all the um like consistent kind of stuff, and I'm better at like taking a bigger risk, long-term vision, etc. So we complement each other quite well.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Um, how is it being in business with your bro? Uh
1: it's good. Initially it was a bit like this is weird, like the dynamics.
0: How did you like surely you have to I don't know, did you have to like draw the line where it's like, right, okay, we'll talk about I don't know, like the personal stuff or like, like there's got to be some sort of shut off, shut off or you just just carried on and just sort of grew the relationship as business yeah, partners. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, because I've got three older brothers in London, I hang about with them loads anyway. Really? Yeah, they're like, fr- I'm friends with all their friends. So it was weird to like, you know, see him in a social thing and then see him like yeah, the next yeah, day yeah. at work, but we're used to it now. It's really? a good, yeah. where did the name the come balance. from? where did the name Oh God, I can't, I can't even pretend it does mean something does like it? the physical touch. But I'm not even gonna try and make <laughs> up some bullshit thing about it. I just lo- I like how it sounds. I like how it looks. Bit I like the letters. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So, let's, so you're so how many months is that? in then like what nine? No, how many months is that? Uh, Are you in? eight?
1: Yes, yeah, six, seven, eight months. How
0: have that? How How have those no. months been then? What's been going on?
1: What's been going on? Um, okay, so yeah, we've got we work with the Global Candid Network, but we work we're in four key hubs: okay. so Stockholm, Helsinki, Barcelona, and London. Okay, um, and we work with a like a particular type and number of studios. Studio is a c- gaming company. Okay. in each of these hubs. Okay, so both like startups and and the bigger guys, um, but yeah, so we've got established client bases in each of those hubs. We're going into Berlin. Soon yeah, it's going well. It's really? going well. And we're just like specialise in the gaming space at the moment.
0: Really? So you've really niche down. Yeah. So obviously really you was do you obviously ended up doing that anyway when you was employed. Yeah. But you've really niche down, you've identified areas where there's obviously key mm-hmm. places and that's what you're dedicated to. Yep. And you're based in London, yeah? London, yeah. So I guess let's talk let's sort of unpack a bit what you've I'm sure it like you can't even probably remember what happened last week, but like what let's talk about like what, what you've learned through this process, right? Because obviously, yeah, you've got to have the balls, but and then you've got, you've got to execute. So like what, what's what been going on and what's have you? what been different from being employed, Hannah, for Eurostaff to now yeah. being in business with your brother? Because there's going mean, to be a lot of people listening that um, are thinking about setting up their own agency or want to or already through that journey who it's just them at the moment. They haven't had the luxury of actually doing it with a family member, et cetera. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So let, let's unpack that a bit because I'm sure there's some things in there that are, are definitely worth talking about.
1: So I think, you know, I remember starting and I literally, because obviously I couldn't work with my old clients yeah. in Stockholm. So I remember starting with a laptop and a, and a LinkedIn Lite account. And I was about to just try and get clients in London and everyone worked in the UK market. And I was like, fucking hell. really Yeah, just starting from nothing. Mad. Just literally a laptop and a phone. So people underestimate.
0: So you had no business plan?
1: No, not initially. Okay. Not initially. That's, cool. I, that's, then, pr- that's pretty normal. Yeah, I think because the first company wasn't enough planning. So then by the time I got to Haptic, yes, there was a, like a plan and everything else. But when I first, first left Eurostaff, it was just a phone and a laptop. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. I think, um, yeah, there's a massive difference from running a recruitment company with a strong brand, you actually knowing who your competitors are and, and working around that uh, and knowing where you're going in the medium to longer term to just placing people in jobs like mm. there's a massive difference and I think people underestimate not only the amount of commitment that takes mm. um in your life but
0: how have your friends been
1: good none of them like own their own companies or anything they're pretty much
0: because I, I was talking about this last week with Alicia it's like because yeah. yeah as you said there's a lot of commitment that people obviously probably don't obviously if you're going to up your own company you know there's I mean, look, it's like you're going to have to fucking pay the bills yep. at the end of the day. So, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you have to be committed. But obviously the, the friends part is interesting because all of a sudden you can be like, oh, sorry, I, I, I'm really sorry, but I need to work tonight or whatever. Then that can start getting a bit weird with it, friends. It was a
1: hard adjustment. Probably most like because I'm, I've always been that person, had will go out. You know, I've really? always been, I used to go You've out been a out? lot. Really? Used to go out a lot, a lot. And switching, like people just didn't understand it. You yeah. know, like me saying no, like me yeah, being like, yeah, no, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. can't go out this weekend, doo-doo, doo-doo, I'm not going out the week anymore. So yeah, it was an adjustment, but at the end of the day, if they're your friends, they'll stick by you, and if they're not, yeah, then yeah, yeah. you don't want them anyway.
0: Okay, so one, clearly, first thing is, you you need to really think about the commitment, what's involved, and obviously there's a lot more to it on the business side than just
1: operational mm. finance accounts like that takes a lot of time and i think people yeah don't realize that. so
0: well, if you if you was to start if you were to start again mm-hmm. i know you're not even that far but obviously that, that early on what, what would definitely be like your go-to i'd definitely do this first or i'd definitely make sure i have that in place or whatever i what?
1: actually i wouldn't change anything from haptic yeah, yeah yeah because in the company before I, I made a lot of mistakes and I did some things right and I learned from that. So I'd already had like a okay. learning curve. So what do you, you learn from I mean? that
0: then? Let's talk about that because people can get value um, from
1: that. What did I learn from that? Uh, yeah. Know how much of a sacrifice it's going to take like in general. Yeah. Um, you've got to be seriously like seriously committed that you want to do this for the long term. Mm. Um, what else did I learn? Brand. Brand is key. I think so many recruitment companies, they just have like a website and they just think they've got that old school mentality that are like, don't worry about it. Place these candidates in these roles. Bish, bash, bosh, money in the bank. That's it. No, you need to think about how am I gonna actually separate myself from the other eight thousand recruitment companies that started in the UK last year? Yeah. One of the main things you can do that is buy like your, your business and personal brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is what one of the one of the really? big ones, yeah.
0: So how have you obviously besides sending Moonpig cards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was so so you've learned that, that's interesting. So besides obviously when you speak to people, being unique, being yourself and those things, mm-hmm. right? Which is your brand anyway and, and those things. But so yeah what else have you done differently than to try and stand out because eight percent of the recruitment market in the UK employ under 10 people so mm-hmm. like that obviously everyone knows it's saturated and everyone thinks that they're different but it's exactly what you said a lot of these people aren't doing anything really different yeah. right yeah, so yeah. how have you gone about that then besides sending weird and wacky uh, messages to clients
1: uh so yeah like brand would definitely be one your vlogs your blogs your podcasts, yeah. your events all of that that's like in in one bracket
0: how do you prioritize that because you must be very time poor right now
1: i i categorize my day with like four things: I pipeline, sourcing, business development, director duties. Oh,
0: let's talk about that. All,
1: all of, all of that, all of what I just said, like the vlogs, the blogs, blah, 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 That's under director duties. How
0: do you structure so that a day? Gets done. Let's talk about how you structure a day. I like that. Okay. No, no one, no one structured it like that before.
1: So me and my brother, we have like uh, symmetrical day plans under four categories: so like sourcing, BD, pipeline, and director duties. And do you
0: have them? So what? How, we have different director? Duties. How big are the blank, uh, the blocks?
1: The blocks of time, like anything between an hour to two hours, really. Really? So there's yeah.
0: al- so it's always like four categories that you're focusing on?
1: Yeah, and then we have... And then a- there's different
0: things that fall into the category? Yeah,
1: and they change depending on what our day objectives are, our weekly objectives, or our monthly objectives. Really? So we've got to be consistently like, updating those. Yeah. So
0: where do you update it? Like How do you communicate with each other? Is um, it like a visual thing, or is it just a, a, like a piece of tech that you use?
1: It's just like something called Agenda. It's just like okay. a really good like, day planner list thing.
0: Really? Yeah. So, and then the the branding and content side fits into what category did Direct you say? Director duties. Director duties. So, James's
1: director duties are like operational accounting. Yeah, 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 So, I know that they're going to get done. Nice. And I know when they're going to get done. And I know what's in his list at all times. Yeah. And he knows that I'm doing the vlogs, the vlogs, the events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like all of the other stuff, yeah. like the training plans, things like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So we,
1: we separate our tasks very well, and then obviously sourcing, BD, that's all, that's all just standard. That's just
0: standard. I like that. Mm. Have you always done that? Or did you, like, did you, that was just a sort of evolution of it got to a point where it was like, actually, let's just break down our day, and make it simple.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of trial and error. Really? I'm always like, I've got an idea, let, let's try, let's, let's do this now. And we've got to this point, and we're like, okay, sick, this works. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. It's been working well for you. Mm. Decent. Yeah, it's good. So how many of you are there now?
1: So, there's me, my brother, and a guy called Ryan. He's like an ex-professional footballer. Really? He's hilarious. He's like super competitive.
0: How did you find find employing your first hire? Uh, That must have been interesting.
1: It was fine. James used to manage him. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So, James tapped him up.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, they've already kind of got that dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's been good. And then we've actually just hired someone from Stockholm. Okay. Who's in the gaming space. So he he used to be like...
0: Flipped him into a recruiter.
1: Basically, yeah. Cool. Like, how hard would it be for a recruiter to learn how to be a games artist and have all the knowledge that he has, but how hard would it be For a games artist to become a recruiter? Yeah. I I, I
0: used to work in insurance and I went into insurance recruitment. Exactly. Definitely, I mean, you're going to have a point of difference from day one, aren't you?
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: you're going to fully understand your market and everything.
1: And he's had his own startup. He's like hired 10 people himself. That's how I met him. Because mm. I approached him to like hire really? for his studio in Stockholm, yeah, decent. And he's like super personal. He's got all like the perfect ingredients, yeah, to be a really good recruiter. And I took him in a client meeting on his first day. Really, yeah, he smashed it. She she just started talking in, about put, things, put and I was like, the, what, is, "What is he even talking about?" He's teaching me stuff. Yeah,
0: cool, love that. So I guess any, any it seems like obviously a good strategy is to employ people that you've had some sort of relationship yeah. or you trust or whatever, but. Did you learn anything through that or is that been pretty smooth? Obviously, because that, that can be a real challenge, right? Yeah. Hiring their first person, those things. A lot of this, Obviously, you hear quite a lot of advice around if you can hire people that you know or your friends or whatever, then great. But did you learn anything through that hiring process or not really?
1: Um, not particularly, no. Really? Yeah, it, it has gone quite smoothly. Really? Fair enough. What we have tried, and that's what I'm saying, like we are at the stage where we're trialing a few different, different things. Different things, yeah. We've tried like an outsource, like sourcing company. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. What are they like in India my, in like India in or something. India,
1: yeah. My brother They're going to
0: become so more popular. Yeah. I've spoken
1: to quite a few. Yeah, my brother he his, his friend had like a 15 person recruitment company in London. 10 um 10 he basically fired 10 people recently and just kept five for BD and pipeline. Really? So now he outsourced all to this company. So we were like let's try it. It will never be like our like half so, of our so company what, but it can be a pillar of yeah, support. yeah yeah
0: yeah let's talk a bit more about that if you don't mind
1: yeah of course
0: what so what sort of tasks you get them to do is it a lot of the grunt work like a lot of the sourcing and and like so what's, what are some of the tasks that they do
1: so we've literally got like a I've written a sourcing process perfect step by step yeah because so, that's
0: what you've got to do with these things obviously that's yeah. a bit trial and error but you've got to make it as clear as possible to
1: exactly. enable them
0: to deliver what you want them to. We need to know
1: what they're doing every day because obviously we can't get to them. So, So
0: so, yeah, talk a bit about that.
1: They, well, yeah, like um, the... I don't know how to describe it. We've got like a a chart, yeah, and they basically color code which stage they're at and what they're doing. Really? Yeah. So we know. So if they go off, if they go off the line, like imagine there's a straight line. Yeah. If we go, if they go off the line for whatever reason, they're not where they should be. Why are not they there? So they need more training. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah, they not been like really putting the work in, etc.? So we just you bring them back.
0: You've the got line. some co- decent little systems in place. Thank you. I like it. But so so when so up to what point would you then get involved? Because I think that would be sometimes people's concern is it's like. So if people if they're going to be trying to approach people on my behalf, mm-hmm. I need to be confident that they're they're competent to do that and they come across in the right way. And those things so like, at what, what point do they get involved? Do they speak to these candidates or do they send you a shortlist? Then you call the relevant people. Like, when they, do you get involved?
1: They have the first call.
0: They do the first call. Yeah,
1: but then we will always do another call.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. We've like, given them loads loads of like call training and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, of course. But that's interesting because some, some people might not be comfortable with that. Some, some Indian yeah. person calling no it's just interesting that you've done that So I mean I wanted they're to just
1: th- people they're just living yeah, in like o- obviously, it obviously. <laughs> wait,
0: no, yeah. like- no, no no it's not that <laughs> it's just more of like I think if I'm if I'm a recruiter right now I'm thinking wait hang on a minute these people that I've never met before we might have been a video call how comfortable I am them calling people that's all so I was interested as to you when you get involved you have to you take control involved. of it of course you
1: can't just be like okay guys go and find me candidates Yeah, you have to be like right you're with us now they work for us full time this is what this is how we do it, and this is why we do it. This so, way. what
0: has that enabled you to do then? What has that enabled you to spend more time on? What and it's how? It's enabled
1: us to spend more time on business development, like ev- everything else in the company, mm. um, because sourcing obviously takes up the most time cool. it for it been, us anyway. Because it's a candidate driven. Has market. it been
0: pretty successful so far? Obviously, so
1: far. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first few weeks were. Touch and go, but and you do have to put the effort in to get, yeah, it's to get that, it. Yeah, that's the
0: biggest part, isn't it? Because mm. I've read a lot. Um, if, I don't know if you ever come across a guy called Tim Ferriss. You ever heard of him? No, he wrote this book called Four Hour Work Week, and there's a big part around that on VAs. And obviously, uh, it's obviously there, it's an outsourced sourcing solution, but a big part is the same sort of process of. If you're hiring a VA, mm-hmm. you've, got to, you've got to really make it crystal clear as to what they've got to do, what success looks like there and what it doesn't and those things. So, yeah, you're totally right. But would you, re- would you recommend it to people then? Because there will be people listening who might be one-man band, a bit smaller, maybe even some recruiters yeah. could benefit from this, where they could then speak to people and tell them and go, look, if we get this outsource, or outsource solution right, it will enable us to spend more time on the activities that are going give, to give us the yeah. outcomes that we want.
1: Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would recommend it. But like I said, get your processes yeah. straight. Understand your Don't just be like, oh, it's done now. now.
0: Like, it's yeah. yeah, it's a two-way relationship. Yeah,
1: 100%. That's exciting. My mentor knows a woman who, basically, she just does all the pipeline and business development herself, and she has 19 resources. Really? And she bills two million a year. Wow.
0: Yeah. Two million, two million a year. Two
1: million, yeah. Her and 19 resources. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. So do you think... Because I think, I think, like, like, listening to you speak and the way you're approaching things, I absolutely, absolutely love your energy and how you're approaching it. But mm-hmm. I think if you think about your, I don't use the word naive, but like, you're so open to like doing things differently or trying, yeah. different, do you know what I mean? So yeah. what's your view then on like, I know obviously you're, you're obviously you have a mentor and you're, you're probably in your own little bubble just making shit happen. But like, mm. do you think more and more recruitment businesses will um, do things like you're doing and outsourcing and all that. Like, wh- how do you think that's going to affect the the recruit the day the day to day recruiter? Do you know what I mean? I
1: think you know a lot of recruiting companies. They work in industries that are like ever changing, like tech, gaming, etc. And we have to t- you have to like move with it. Yeah, yeah, you can't just be doing stuff like the old school way anymore. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just not going to work in the long term, in my opinion.
0: And I think I think generally I think listening to sort of your story so far is like you've just been open minded. And I think that, that just goes so far. Like if yeah. you're prepared to try different things and actually, well, I know I've been taught this way, but how come we've never thought of it like this or tried it this way? Obviously, you now have the, the great thing about owning your own business. You can try these things straight away without not speaking I, to anyone.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons why I had to do it myself. Because really? I just had all these ideas yeah. and I couldn't do anything with them. Mm,
0: love that. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Mentor. Am I speaking about that a little bit? Is that okay? You don't have Uh, to say who it is.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, So, how
0: did you? Because I I have my mentors, mm -hmm. um, and I think more and more, and quite a lot of people off the back of listening to this have reached out to people and Mm -hmm. and those things. So, did you reach out to this person to mentor you, or did it just naturally happen? Did they?
1: So, I won an award when I was at Eurostaff. It was like. What was it? Best, ru- best rec- newcomer. Best newcomer. Well, wow.
0: yeah. 220K first year. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> God, All right, it cool. sounds so cool. <laughs> no, you're yeah, gone. Um,
1: yeah, like the recruitment awards. I won an award, but by that time it already left. So I wasn't even there to pick it up. Really? Yeah. Fucking um, hell. Brutal. I know. I know. And we went to Ibiza and I literally came in with my suitcase the next day, probably just super hungover, and I was right. like, i'm done really yeah it wasn't it wasn't a good way to go but um, yeah
0: enough. okay so um this person still wanted to mentor you yes yeah, so
1: anyway he was one of the judges okay so that's how i met him
0: mm. what did you have and to I do I just
1: kept in contact ever since
0: what did you have to do though for this award then like just like you said he
1: so i think there was like shortlist of like 10 people and you go there and you speak to a panel of like six or seven and judges. he was one of the
0: uh, judges he was one of okay the judges. so he obviously and got they f- just ask you about you got a full dose of hannah jarvis
1: basically yeah I, I walked in, like, a pink suit. I'm like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, Yeah, okay. and they just speak about, you know, what I've done, the events in Stockholm, Yeah, yeah how yeah. I work, how I think, et cetera. I don't really know why I won, but, yeah. Okay. Did.
0: So then it just naturally happened, then, it seemed mm-hmm. like. Okay, that's interesting. Well, and how long have you had that sort of, call it, mental relationship when it was a bit more than...
1: Um, last year, maybe? When I, re- when I set up, really.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay, well, let's just talk a bit about that because I think a lot of people would really benefit from... So, what have you got out of it from your perspective?
1: What I've got out of it is... Because, you know, I I learned the basics of recruitment at Eurostaff. All the other stuff I've done, you know, I've just kind of got to this point, but I had no idea how to build a recruitment company. Mm. I've only mentored one person. You've mentored someone. I've I've mentored one person at Eurostaff. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, um, but that was it.
0: That's totally different to
1: Building fucking running a, a business, company, though. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, there's, there's a lot I've kind of learned along the way, and that I do know. But there's a ton that I have no clue about. So I think it's being it's about being able to step back and look at actually what do you know, what don't you know, what are your weaknesses, and then filling in the gaps. And his, like, what he could give me was okay. This is how you build a recruitment company successfully. This is how I did it, etc.
0: And what do you give him?
1: um uh, I
0: don't know. No, the, right. reason I, the reason I ask that is because like, someone could be listening right now. It's so, like, think that person, obviously yeah. the, the, the great thing about that, which I'm sure you're super grateful for, is that he, obviously he saw you at Eurostaff and was like, fucking hell, this is one to watch out for. Whereas someone right now could be listening in his in his uh, bedroom. Yeah. And like, what is, because what it's like these people that they reach out to, they're going to be time poor. Do you know what I mean? Like if someone reached out yeah. to you now, was like, Hannah, I'd really like you to mentor me it's got to be a two-way thing do you know what i mean so you've had that advantage so that's why i wanted to ask that i think
1: if you have a bit of cash then it's definitely a good investment
0: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, that's that's fair enough that's fair enough so it's helped you on the it's helped you actually what you said is you recognized sort of the knowledge that you do have what you don't have and this person's helped you i guess guide you along the way of actually what what would your advice be around this blah 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 Mm -hmm. and those things yeah is mm-hmm. so it something that you'd recommend to people if, they, could, if they, have the, they have the cash?
1: Definitely. It doesn't need to be like an ongoing thing. It can be like, do you like to oh, speak to them once I'm a month? going can find a day of your time yeah. and these are the things I need to know about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're
1: going to learn a shit ton.
0: Okay, cool. Um, what I want to speak to you about is because I think you have this quite naturally. What? Mindset.
1: Mindset, yeah.
0: What should be your view on mindset?
1: Um, I've always like... been quite resilient.
0: Yeah. Where's that come from? So you mentioned you've been around your brothers, your brothers. Probably,
1: yeah. Dad. Yeah. They're all very much like, stand up, do it again. Kind really? of thing. Yeah. Um, I think just there's no point dwelling on it, is there? There's no mm. point dwelling on it. Like, you, you'll you lose a 10 grand deal in a day, but you might get another one later this afternoon. Like it.
0: Have you always had that, though? Cause like, So when you've yeah, had really shit days. It's, it's a
1: difficult one to do. Uh, what did
0: what did you do how did you just get like overcome that because that doesn't I remember look I built 24k in my first year so I've yeah. had a lot of shit days
1: but how was that 24k what was that feeling when you got that 24k <laughs> yeah it's great
0: but like there's so many things that oh my god there's so much rejection so much failure all that so and for me it was just perspective and not not, but not everyone has that, right? So I'd, I'd walk into my office, and my colleague would be moaning that the traffic was terrible, and that would ruin the the half mm-hmm. of her, her day, right? Whereas, and yeah, like you said, I could you could lose a five five k deal, and you could let that ruin the rest of your day, or you could. It depends. It's, it's being able to take a step back, well, isn't don't, it?
1: don't get me wrong; like we all have those days. Yeah, of course. You, we like we're caught off guard, and something just does really piss you off. But I think it's either one of two reasons. Either you could have done something better in that scenario or you did something wrong for that to happen or shit happens. It's just the nature of the industry. It's just like bad luck. Yeah, but
0: did you uh, take responsibility? So you're talking about being responsible yeah. there. Not everyone's responsible. No. The, the easy thing to do is to blame the candidate and to exactly. blame the client. So where that come from?
1: Take a step back and look at your own kind of actions. Where's that come from? Uh, I've, all, I'm, I've always been quite self-reflective. Really? Probably too much so, to be honest. Really? Yeah.
0: You said you are a bit of an overthinker, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. How, any, like, okay, fair enough. So if that came quite natural, do you do anything to help that with that self-reflection or is it literally you just going round and round in your head talking to yourself? Or uh, like, do you write anything down? I talk to
1: myself a lot. <laughs> I genuinely really? have full-blown conversations in myself, yeah. yeah. I,
0: I can totally see that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but do you write anything, like, do you anything to help with that self-reflection process? Like, for me... I would make sh- I would I make time to write stuff down and I and- write stuff down. Really, I
1: do yoga. Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: What's yoga helped you with in the just recruitment world?
1: Chilling, just having a break, just chilling out.
0: I feel like you'd find it quite hard to chill.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not, it's, it's <laughs> easy. But, but has
0: yoga obviously? I so yeah, I've, I've done yoga for a while. Yeah. And um, definitely helped me. Yeah. Not just physically, but mentally. Um I, I guess I guess it does it does cultivate being able to take a step back, doesn't it? And that, that's the big thing. Like if you can get so wrapped up in yeah. emotions and Definitely. what's going on. So it's helped you with that.
1: I think what I think stuff that I can't like material things like when deals go wrong or whatever, I'm just like, oh fuck it, you know, next thing, etc. I think what I struggled in terms of mindset, my last company was just like office politics. Really? So I think, yeah, like getting too involved in the office politics and everything else that was going on in the company and, and let, that affected me much more than the actual recruitment. So me taking a step back from that and doing, doing it myself, <laughs> I've removed all of that. Mm. So all I need to think about now is like the recruitment side of things and the business side of things. Interesting. Mm.
0: Okay. Where, um, so I, I have the, this conversation quite a lot with people where they set up on their own and I guess... There's a lot of people where from day one they'll know that they want to build a business, mm-hmm. and there'll be people that from day one they know that they want to build a they want to build a lifestyle business if that's around a young family or if that that's just what they want, right? Um, but from from the conversations I've had and the people I speak to, there's a real you can find yourself in a really difficult spot if you're in between those, those two places. If it are oh, my business, is this going to yeah. be a business or is it? So have you always known what haptic is like, is it from day one when you to convince your brother, right, we're going to, are we <laughs> going <laughs> to, are we going to, are we going to build, are we, are you building a business? Are you build on the business that suits sort of your and your brother's lifestyle and what you want or what, how do you think of the business that way?
1: It's a good question because it is, it's something I have asked myself a lot. Do mm. I just Because I know you're your early lifestyle? on in the journey and it might yeah. evolve,
0: but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, that's what I wanted but to But at
1: one, at one point we did have to sit down and make the decision. No.
0: Because it makes the, deci- it helps make the decisions if yeah. you know what that is, don't you?
1: But also the issue is, is because one of the main reasons I'm doing this, so we can do all the other stuff, you know, be different, build up a brand, do the events, like all this other stuff. Like we're even talking about, like doing like an app and things like that. Ooh. Yeah. So, I can't do that if that's a lifestyle business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I need what is a
0: life, like to build like, up
1: a business so I can concentrate on all that.
0: So yeah, when I said to someone, I, I always ask a direct question. I was like, is this a lifestyle business or is this a business? Because from, from my standpoint, I need to know that from yeah. the marketing services that I talk about. Um, what do you, what's your perception of a lifestyle business? Just out of interest.
1: Uh, working, having the freedom to work for yourself under your own terms, uh, to have the best life that, that you want, basically. Mm. For yourself, really. Yeah, doing yeah, it for yourself, yeah, yeah. For it's it's friends, really, f- it's, it's, you build
0: a business around you and the life that yeah, you want. Yeah, exactly. But you which obviously a business around. gives you that, but when you're thinking of a business, you're thinking about other people, you're thinking yeah. about, and that, and that all of a sudden then, it's, 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 a, it's a totally different ballgame, isn't it? Well,
1: yeah, one of, the, one of the key differences, obviously you're building something to, to potentially sell and exit at one point, and the other one is it's just a continuum.
0: Is that what you're doing?
1: your <laughs> <Touchy> words <laughs> really? <many> <laughs> really yeah
0: yeah it's nice no, it's interesting because um, again I've had this conversation a couple of times it's like how how often do recruitment businesses actually sell
1: exactly I'm not it's quite tough, sure yeah I know do and you know what I mean
0: especially if it's, you're doing it's something p-
1: we haven't quite worked out especially yet, if you're I'm doing pert
0: from the conversation I've and had like, I'm no expert I'm, and
1: because it's niche it's in, it's in gaming
0: yeah I guess I mean would that would that be a problem if I was an investor if that meant you guys were the, the go-to people in the market not sure but From what I understand, the conversation I've had is like, obviously, if it's a a perm business, it's like, that is so reliant. Like, how are you going to... How is the business going to run if you're not there? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, obviously, from what I understand, obviously, contract book and business, obviously, that's the great thing about having recurring revenue and those things. And obviously, there's relationships involved. However, if that continues, that's obviously a lot more appetizing to an investor because, do you get what I mean? That's what I've learned.
1: I think investors ideally look for a business that's 70% contract. Exactly. Yeah. So we will pivot. Like yeah, we're yeah, perm yeah. at the moment because we didn't want to give any investment, any of our, sorry, any of our shareholding away. So you, so you haven't got from, any
0: investment. You. No,
1: no, no. We just built it from the ground up. Really? So, and we want to keep it that way. Really? So we need to do perm for a while. Cash flow. But then we will build up a contracts division.
0: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So I guess, um, what I was going to say, how, how have your billions been then since you yeah, started? Because obviously there's so much other shit now i know you've got your little categories my personal billings yeah oh okay because that, that obviously that, that's that's also a challenge isn't it because like you've got these other categories you've got yeah. to think about now and you're not just employed and worried about putting fees on the board yeah. you've got your direct director duties <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> so like how have you found that how have you managed that besides obviously you clearly structure your day duh, duh, but how have you managed that um and how's it been with the billing side
1: um. So I'm not gonna lie. When James came on board, that was a bit of a tricky period because okay. I had to invest so much time into, like James, getting him up James. To scratch. my brother. Okay, cool. Yeah, because he didn't know the industry. He'd never done perm.
0: Oh fuck! So yeah. James d- didn't recruit in the industry no. that you did previously. No. Oh shit! Yeah. So you really sold him the dream.
1: He literally was contracts teachers. Fuck off! It's a completely different ball game. Mad. Yeah. So I literally. Given the fact that I've never really trained anyone, had to <laughs> write a training manual, train him from scratch, and like that's just mad. kind of run with it.
0: Okay, so, so obviously yeah, so that for that, must...
1: for that two months wasn't great, but since then it's been it's been quite consistent. It's been okay.
0: How have you managed that though? What did you put that down to?
1: Time management, really? and that's the hardest thing I've had to overcome. Really, because I'm all like. Ideas, da da da, like yeah. I can just see I mean? you like, go off in a tangent. Exactly. So time management and processes is my like nemesis. But I, the only way to succeed is that.
0: Mm. Really. Mm. So
1: I've had to master that, and that's been difficult.
0: And the the key to that is that the the different four categories yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a couple more questions, and I'll let yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. Um. What? So. I love the way that you just... Yeah, like, your mindset towards being different and all those things. But, mm-hmm. like, what, what's your view on um, recruitment having a shit name? Like, why? Like and where, where do you see the... How do you see the recruitment industry changing?
1: I get it. I get why it has a shit name. Yeah. Because I've been in the environment where you've got the leaderboards. There's mm-hmm. people at the top, there's people at the bottom. There's mm. incentives. There's all these other things. And if you're naturally quite competitive... And I, I was guilty of it.
0: You cut corners.
1: You cut corners. Mm. So I, I get why it's got a bad name and I get why there's like so many stigmas attached to it. But you don't have to do it that way.
0: Mm. And I guess, and then, is your, is your genuine approach like, just just do the right thing? Because I'm finding that quite common speaking to people.
1: I think, yes, that obviously is the approach, but I think people would be lying if they said 100% of the time, I do exactly the right thing. Yeah. Sometimes you have to maybe give a bit more influence or whatever. No. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Obviously. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Shut up. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously you do the right thing and you act in the best interest of your candidates and clients, of course. Like that's the only way you're going to build up a community, build up a long-term network and it's the only way that's going to separate you from the others uh but yeah it can't it can't happen like a thousand percent of the time Mm.
0: okay um what what i wanted to i I didn't ask you the question earlier but you know you said that obviously you got these hubs in these different countries Mm -hmm. so how how did you go about doing that because like as i said like generally i'm having so many conversations about people um not just not just service in the u k market because it 's so fucking saturated, yeah. so how did you approach that? Like, how did that happen because you only did Stockholm before right so yeah. how, how the hell did you do that
1: I think uh, because I started was stockholm then i did u k and then when we did haptic, I was like let 's think about our industry. people are in, this, are, in, are in the industry for the sheer love of what they do, mm-hmm. like they absolutely love it, and then the freedom of movement is huge, so if you speak to someone in London, who have always wanted to work on this game, like they've been playing it their whole lives, but that job is in Helsinki. They're much more likely to uproot their lives and their family and move to Helsinki. Really? Yeah. So I was thinking, well, because there's so many relocations anyway, let's just dive in the deep end and give people basically the option. Let's give people. The she did it. She did it through candidates. Relocate. Yeah. Did it, like, so yeah, as in
0: like, so yeah, like you said, you spoke to that person and they'd love that opportunity. So then you spec that person into these.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be limited. Okay, you can only move down the road in London.
0: Like, yeah, of course. You work
1: in all these other hubs and this is what the gaming space is like there. And yeah, you yeah. probably know, this studio, so, etc cetera, et cetera, So did you
0: literally pick up the phone and spec in candidates in yeah. the different places? That's it.
1: Yeah, I did. my It's all about market mapping. Do your research, understand your industries, know where the best companies are and why and why people would want to move there and how they're going to get there and just kind of went from there, really. Mm. The longer-term goal is to probably become some kind of, like, relocation yeah. advisory as well, but you can't do everything.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And so I'm just trying to think because there'll be people listening and be like, fucking hell, so what? I'll just start BDing, like, people these different... Obviously, there's the research parts, so if they identify... Yeah, like you said, Barcelona is a really good place for their market. Mm-hmm. You're saying, you literally started speaking to candidates, yep. them in, was there any, 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 was there any more than the normal pushback from these businesses when you were doing that? No, or not it's, really? It's, it's the same. It's the same.
1: We have worked with other recruiters, and we're not hiring right now, or whatever. It's the same. Classic. It's in a different language okay you can't yeah (laughs) they have to speak english english obviously you can't learn yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah. no it's just just curious because like i know you said yeah it's just the same but a lot of people they would easily make the decision in the head before even trying it that it wasn't the same do you know what i mean
1: no if someone's living there and you're approaching that company to work with them like know know about that place know about that studio know about wherever it is yeah
0: yeah that's and nice.
1: also, the selling point you have is having this other network elsewhere that you can then bring to them. Yeah, yeah. Because if there's a candidate short market where they are, shortage where they are, you have all these, these other candidates that you can yeah. relocate. Yeah,
0: to yeah, totally. Cool. What I wanted to ask you, just out of complete curiosity, mm. was because um, you mentioned when you first started before Haptic, you had your laptop and you had LinkedIn or whatever. Like, yeah. where, where? Where are you having the most... Obviously, I know it's um, particular to your niche, but where do you get a lot of your candidates? Like, where's a lot of success for you? Is it LinkedIn? Is it job... Like, probably not job boards, but is it predominantly LinkedIn or...?
1: LinkedIn, referrals, events, conferences. Mm. Yeah. Like, Stack Overflow is good for programming.
0: Really? Mm. How... Um, well, I spoke about events last week. Like, I know you literally just made a meet-up, but, like... Any advice around that? Because there'll be a lot of probably people listening that are thinking about setting up events and stuff. Like through that process of just jumping in the deep end, did you learn anything about a a good way to structure it or a good way to sort of position it to why people should attend and those things? Like how did you go about...
1: Obviously do your research and what what already exists and what are the gaps um, and get the right speakers. Because people, you're not going to have to worry about uh, how many people turn up if you have the right speakers. They will come to you. So
0: leverage... Yeah, okay, so identify people that people would want to listen to exactly. and let, really, really leverage that. So I guess from, from the events that I've been to and some of the events that we've run here, we've really made sure that the people attending are put first because mm-hmm. I think that, that's obviously always the downfall from a marketing perspective in the recruiter's mind. It's like, okay, well, how how are we going to make money from this, Hannah? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the play, like, <clears throat> there's loads of stats out there to back up that events are, like, the best lead generators. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the best way to do that would be to really put your audience first so and a, a big part of that would be yeah get people that people want to listen to
1: listen to what people want mm. don't just like don't do like a hiring event do something that is completely irrelevant to recruitment yeah, yeah. or your mission do do something that gives back to the industry itself mm. and people in the longer term and indirectly will uh, yeah, give
0: value right yeah yeah, yeah. cool um so before we finish, I want because I've spoke to a few people about this who found this a challenge. Yeah. So obviously you're based in WeWork right now. Mm-hmm. Do, how quickly did you get like an office or like have a... Is it like a permanent desk? Is it a hot desk or...?
1: Uh, it's an office, day one.
0: Really? From yeah. day one? Yeah. Did you knew you needed that?
1: I need somewhere to go and, and work. And That's what I mean, back. yeah. Because yeah.
0: I've spoke to a lot of people where they might be... They might have... They've made a space at home or whatever yeah. and one that can be really lonely. Yeah. And two, it comes with those own challenges. So has that really... I have
1: done it, but yeah, it's, it's difficult.
0: Really? Mm. But you found basically just making a commitment, right, okay, this is our yeah. office. Besides, obviously, right, I'm going here for work. Has it given you anything but anything else besides being around other people? And Because obviously, it can, I know you've got your brother, but it can be quite lonely, right? It's like, fuck, it's just mm-hmm. me dealing with all this shit. Like, has it helped with that as well? Or?
1: I mean, we work as gigs. It's like a sense of community and they have loads of events. Yeah. So it's like a net, networking excuse as well. Um so you don't miss as much that you might have before working in a big company that do loads of like social things et cetera, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's like that just in a in a different
0: yeah so it's, it's just nice to be know that it's not just yep. you fucking slaving away and exactly it's in everyone else in the building. back garden yeah um okay cool what um what are you excited about hannah i'm sure there's a lot of things what
1: am i excited about what's going on um so you got your podcast stuff. Yeah, I got a podcast yeah. called The Recruiting Minefield. <laughs> <laughs> when- <laughs> Bloody minefield. When's
0: uh, when's the next one coming out? Next episode.
1: Uh, it should actually be out today. I need to really? catch up with Kevin. So I did it with someone who used to work at the Eurostaff, okay. who's also set up uh, himself, and it's it's aimed at hiring managers, and it basically takes apart the whole process. So whether they're looking to use recruiters or hire directly, or whether it's like their first employee in a startup, it. Talks through anything from like taking a job spec, choosing yeah. a candidate, making just the whole recruitment process. Yeah.
0: and why have you done that?
1: Um, I I guess obviously the obvious one is like brand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah. But it does give you an excuse to actually sit down and reanalyze it and think about it. And because, as you say, I am basically a founder and. We're just like going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time to reflect, and especially because Kevin, he's had a lot of experience, he's been internal, etc. Yeah, so like we're like, you feel like you got value to, yeah. to give,
0: yeah, cool. I like that. Um, so besides the podcast, then what, what's going on? So, I mean. Big, big, um, big milestones. Obviously, I know you're not quite at the year mark yet, but yeah. that's, that's obviously coming up, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. But what else What else are you excited about? What's going on?
1: Um, growing internally. That's what I'm excited about. In London, uh, we're hitting America. Ooh. Touch wood next March.
0: Really? Yeah. And how are you going to go about doing that? Are you going to start placing business from here first or are you going to try and tap someone up to do it on the ground there first or so
1: we're going to revolve it around like a massive massive gaming conference called gdc okay so we're gonna basically in the the run-up organize meetings etc and everyone's gonna go over there
0: really yeah so what what, as in you're gonna start recruiting into america
1: no we're gonna well i don't know maybe maybe like the new year but you
0: want to go over there to like that's that's the milestone we're working towards to like do the
1: first client meetings yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, fair enough okay cool well, wow, that's all exciting.
1: Yeah, and then like events and just stuff like that. But yeah, it's all good.
0: All right, well, um, look, before we finish, I always like to ask one question. Yeah. Um, this question, da, da, da. you can uh, answer with a phrase, yep. a sentence, anything. Okay. The question is, if you could uh, communicate to every recruiter out there, they would listen to Hannah Jarvis. They'd take on your advice and yep. start using your advice tomorrow. What springs to mind?
1: Uh, maybe a couple of things. What do I, yeah, that's cool. Go with go. it. Okay. First one, don't forget your personality. Yeah. Use it as much as possible. Um, second one, just do it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Just do it. If you have an idea, just do it and see what happens.
0: Hannah, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, thanks a thanks lot. Thanks for having
1: me. <laughs>